0: Welcome to The Nest on Tap. I'm Katie DeModa and I'll be your host today. I'm joined by Ashley Newton. Ashley is a somatic movement therapist and a founder of Wellspring Nature School. Her deep love for children, I'm sorry, her deep love for helping children thrive has been the center of her life. Her studies include a BA in child development, an MA in infant mental health, and teaching certificates in Reiki and yoga. She's passionate about helping families connect to the sacredness of life and heal family relationships to create deeper well-being. Welcome, Ashley.
1: Thanks so much. Thanks for having me today. I'm really happy to be here.
0: Yes, thanks for joining us. I'm excited to hear what you have to share with us today.
1: Yeah. So I was thinking about, you know, what could be relevant for some of your people in the Nest community. And really something that has been really exciting for me over the last maybe four or five years has been integrating earth honoring, season honoring rituals with kids and families in my nature school. And, um, you know, I started the nature school and working with a cooperative outdoor school and we had all the kids playing outside all the time, which was wonderful, like a really wonderful place to start for supporting kids in loving nature, which is part of the goal. Um, And, but I was really searching for something that felt um, more grounded and more immediate to really help kids track the seasons and make meaning and come together as community. And so I started developing these seasonal rituals that we would do to mark the change of the seasons and um, have had so much fun doing it and have seen such good response from the kids. Like when I first started, I was like, oh, kids are going to think this is kind of boring or like aren't going to get it or aren't going to be engaged. And I really found the opposite that so many kids are like hungry to do things that have meaning and um and love doing things that are you know special like right special, you know it's a special celebration day uh-huh. so that's exciting so that i feel like that's one of the ways that i've been able to get buy-in <laughs> um from kids for engaging in these rituals and altar making is by like today's a really special day
0: right well, gosh, we talk about this so much in the weekly gatherings we have with parents about how to bring in seasons and what a great opportunity it is when seasons change to go on a walk and really observe, whether that be with your eyes or your ears or your nose and really pointing out, how, especially in an area where seasons change, where you can see this. And it's a little harder to do when you live in San Diego, but when <laughs> you live somewhere where you can really see it. Um, I just think it brings such magic to their experience, their everyday. Um, And also, I agree with you, they're so excited about special and the idea of ritual. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, they're so naturally, you know, when you go outside with a kid, they're naturally really observant about what's happening, especially young children. Like, oh, look at this. Look at that. Like, Mm -hmm. here's a bay nut on the ground. And for them to be able to start tracking and you can learn together with them too, like, oh yeah, there's a bayonet on the ground. That only happens a certain time of year, you know? Oh, that must mean that it's fall because the bayonets are dropping now or, um, so helping them start to see and feel really from very young Mm -hmm. that the season's are changing and that they can notice them really helps them feel, I think, more at home just in their life and in the natural world.
0: Absolutely. And what a great foundation actually for, it from an academic standpoint, when they're starting to pick up calendars and they're expected to know the months. And I still struggle with my nine-year-old, even though we've been talking about it since he was two or three Um, you know relating right oh wait what month is February what happens in February oh that's when this that's when we go skiing right so that's when we see see snow so therefore so what a fabulous foundation you're helping the little ones do um, or that anyone can really do as far as you know academic futures like thinking about that they'll be far ahead when they're sitting there in math class going wait what (laughs) which month is which season and that's fantastic
1: yes totally and i i really love i don't know if you've seen um i wish i had one with me that i could show but i guess people listening wouldn't be able to see it anyway but there's uh there's season calendars that are circular wow. these circular yes. Calendars? yes them in waldorf a lot uh-huh. and you can make really beautiful circular maps of the seasons and the months as they come which makes it makes so much more sense (laughs) right uh, for a kid's mind and when you're looking at the seasons and like we're really cycling
0: through and it's like here we are in spring and now we're in summer and fall. yeah more visual for them like they're such visual learners yeah and so do you have an idea how people could make their own is there a resource that um where someone could get a Mm -hmm. sample since maybe the folks who are just listening through a podcast won't be able to see anything, but where could someone find a sample of that? Right. You know, it's a good question. I could definitely find a
1: link. I don't know if there'll be show notes in the podcast. Yeah, there will be. Um, there's, there's Waldorf. I, I would look, I would Google like Waldorf seasonal calendar.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I feel like that would okay find something, but I'll do that and we can put a link in the show notes. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, so, you know, so we have solstice coming up, which right. is one of the big seasonal changes. So the four biggest ones are um, winter solstice and summer solstice, and then you have the two equinoxes that are right in the middle.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I actually also celebrate all of the midpoints between okay. those. <laughs> so that means there's eight. <laughs> Um, there's like eight seasonal transitions, and the one that we're about to get to, winter solstice, these are like one of the biggest ones. Um, and you know, it's really interesting if you look at the history of more earth based traditions like Chinese medicine and um, lineages from Ireland and England, and before Christianity really came in and shifted the way a lot of people were holding their traditions um you'll see all over the world and jewish traditions as well that this time of year it's really common to celebrate light Uh so you know in christmas we have all of the all of the christmas lights and the outside lights and in hanukkah you have the candles and um and that is rooted in in the fact that at solstice which is monday the 21st this year the the light and dark changes and the light starts to return every day so we have more and more light every day
2: mm-hmm. and
1: right now we're in the period where there's a little bit more dark every day so we're in we're in the very darkest part of the year yes right now
0: My um, least favorite time. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, right. It's like five o'clock and it's like,
0: Oh my God, isn't it like 10? I just <laughs> yeah, <most laughs> feels... One of my favorite days is I think, okay, okay. It's going to return soon. The light's coming yeah, back. Right. It's
1: coming back. Yeah. There's this sense of hope I think. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just sort of natural in this time of year. Right. And um, you know, there's also, I think a lot of us have a lot to learn about embracing darkness as well. Mm-hmm and embracing rest which you know this is a very potent time of year for rest
2: mm-hmm.
1: um especially with everything that's going on <laughs> um okay. where a lot of our social you know a- activities are being stopped and um so whenever i create an altar with kids and families like i always think about like okay so solstice we have the return of the light so if we're going to make an altar together it would be great if there was something that honors the light so and then you can just get creative with your kids um like oh what could we what could we make on this altar that could represent the light how could we put light on there it's like oh we could have a candle or maybe we can draw a picture of the sun to welcome the sun back because the sun's coming back um And then also at solstice, there's still so much darkness. So um, how could we honor the darkness? And what are the good things about darkness? Like rest and snuggles and, um, you know, maybe doing quiet crafts at home. So what could we put on the altar that helps us attune to those things? Um, And then you can just really collaboratively with your kids. And that's another way to get them involved instead of just like, well, I'm making an, an altar, you know, whatever that even means to the kids or to you for solstice. But if, if it's like, oh, do you have a toy that reminds you of light? Or do you have something that's really snuggly? What's your favorite thing to snuggle with? Can we put that on the altar? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just makes it a collaborative process. And then you get to talk about the themes that the seasons are teaching us kind of
0: organically. Right. Um, I often use the words nature table with my families, which would be the same idea as an altar. Um, and I, what I'm sharing with them is that at every change of season, we take our table and we take all the things off, leaving it open to add for the new season. Um, so I really like this concept of what does each season look like on our nature table and how does it look different. I've even had folks take pictures of those tables and have children look at oh gosh look at the difference between what's on our table in the summertime and then the winter time it is such a fabulous um, uh, visible visible thing for them to see that shift because they might not recall right that was a long time ago summer
1: right seeing
0: that I love that yes that's
1: beautiful and I love the idea of you know if you do have a nature table at home that these seasonal shifts like solstice Um, could be a really good time to okay let's clear it out because we're entering into a new phase
0: right yeah it it feels like a whole thing they can do and really feel that shift together yeah what else do you think what's another um ritual that you recommend for welcoming in the light that you would say on specifically around solstice i'm curious
1: um you know one of my favorites is um to because it is the welcoming of the light to actually wake up really early on the day of solstice and catch the sunrise Uh so like you know get all bundled up and go out make warm tea and be like okay we're gonna welcome we're gonna welcome the sun rising on the first day that's it's going to build from now all the way until summer Mm -hmm. we have a whole half year where the sun is going to continue to build and give us so much energy for all the life that's coming. Mm -hmm. Um, So really just waking up and being outside, catching the dawn chorus, you know, all the birds singing and
0: that's lovely. uh, Yeah. Any other thoughts that parents can do if they don't want to wake up that early? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't feel inspired to get outside when it's freezing cold. Or if they have younger children, they might not want to wake them or maybe they're already awake either way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so really the, the, um,
1: the solstice ritual that I have been doing every year with the kids that they always love is, and some people like Waldorf communities do this in the fall, but I've just found it makes the most sense for me and my relationship to solstice at the solstice is to make a spiral on the ground and do the candle walk. So. You can do it outside like with bows of um, trees and greens and things like that. But you could also do it inside with fabric or um, blankets, anything that you want. Make a little spiral that you can all walk through. And in the center, you light a candle. And I usually have the an adult light the candle and maybe sing a song like about light or dark. Um, I wonder if there's a way for me to share some of those songs, like with people with links after the, sh- after the show Absolutely. on the podcast. Um, and so I have an adult light the center candle and then one at a time, like a member of the family can walk through the spiral holding a new candle that's not yet lit, lit and walk, you know, metaphorically through the dark. Mm-hmm. into the center um, and then light a candle and then walk back out and sit down and then you know the circle sort of builds in light around as people all hold their
0: lit candles. The first time my son did that I was brought to tears. It was such a magical experience to watch the kids go through. They were all so carefully walking and being really mindful. I just, you know, it's amazing what little kids can really do and pick up on the magic and to see them um, embrace it was really, really super sweet.
1: Yeah. I had the same experience. Like with the first time that I facilitated that, I remember I was just like holding back tears. <laughs> I was like trying, cause I was singing a song the whole time while all the kids were walking in but I was just so, it's so touching to see children really, like you're saying, so mindful mm-hmm. and so present. And I think this task, especially because it has fire, like right. <laughs> it brings that out to a whole nother level because you actually do need to be, you need to be safe with the fire. <laughs> right. Um, but also like, I think there really is something that a lot of kids are missing out on, which is this when a ceremonial and ritual space is being held by adults, like kids often they're like, Oh, like something special is happening and I can do this too. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're not giving them a lot of that opportunity. Right. Um, And so we might think like, Oh, they don't have the attention for it or they're not going to be interested or, you know, they just run around all the time. It's like, well, that's kind of true too. But like, How can we inspire them to be more focused and engaged like that?
0: I think it's so empowering when we offer them a little bit of trust. You know, when we show them that we trust them to have that candle or to help light the candle and play with fire, right? Which they know they need to be careful. I have been in awe of watching little kids just be, oh, so careful. oh so safe right and it just fills my heart with joy to see them really take on that responsibility Mm -hmm. Um, feeling that 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 the adults trust them I think it's important yeah yeah same yeah and fires in general I mean our family's solstice tradition is to light a bonfire and Mm -hmm. We put all of our wishes for the year in there, and we sing songs, even simple songs like "This Little Light of Mine." That's a song about light, you know, anything we can think of, and really being joyful to welcome the sun. It's been such an amazing. Um, my son, at nine, is still, you know, really looking forward to that, and it's been great. Oh, yeah. I love
1: that. That's so great
0: yeah it's been fun but also inspired from being part of the spiral ceremonies and other things mm-hmm. through the Waldorf schools which we're not part of now but we've certainly carried forward the rituals and it's been really heartwarming for us
1: mm-hmm. yeah i'm so glad to hear that
0: yeah and this is also
1: you just reminded me when you were talking about like things that they want for the coming year this is a really good time for that and um in Chinese medicine, which I also track and follow and base some of the rituals on the Chinese medicine perspective as well. Um, because this is still time for the darkness. So like in, in Chinese medicine, that's the yin, that's the feminine aspect, Mm -hmm. the mother, like the deep womb, that holding. And then the light is the yang is the activity and the action. And, um, that this time of year is really potent for dreaming about the future and um and the counsel that i've received from one of my teachers Bronwyn Isla, is that to hold off on making resolutions you know like we often make new year's resolutions on January and say I'm gonna do this Mm -hmm. and um and before I um had this understanding, I would actually do solstice things and say like, okay, well say what you're going to do this year. Um, and, but really started to build the understanding that this time of year is good for just like dreaming, imagining, like Mm -hmm. throwing out these seeds. And then once we get into spring, um, like the transition that midpoint transition is like February 2nd, usually, Mm -hmm. um, that's the time in the, um, circle and the ritual, that I would encourage kids and people to be like, this is what I'm gonna do about it. Right. Um, but like, now we can just dream and vision. And you know, even as a family, you could draw paintings mm-hmm. or, um, and maybe burn them or maybe just draw them together about, oh, what could you imagine? What would be so exciting to make happen? Or,
0: and what a nice time um, in our history right now to be doing that. I think people can really um, feel, it have this need right now for some hope and some dreaming even yeah. more than ever
1: absolutely and some space from needing to do anything yeah
0: it's so hard to tell ourselves to slow down and yeah. i think we're being forced to do that right now which of course it's overwhelming and difficult in other ways but certainly something we all could use reminders for in general so yeah yeah, any other thoughts on this time of year? Um, I would just add another thing we do is we make sun cakes. That's so mm-hmm. something we eat, and I'm sure there's a lot of other yellow, sunshiny light foods that could be shared on the table. Do you have any ideas for that? I'm just curious, we're looking to expand, so. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've also seen, um, well, like eggs can, can look yellow. So you can make, um, like, little muffins that look like little Uh suns and little egg muffins. And um, also making, um, I've seen people make, like, sun crowns. And, you know, like, necklaces that, you know, you can decorate their little hats with. And um, so that people are looking like little suns
0: beautiful. That's a great visual. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: then I also like, like I was saying, I really like to continue to think about how to embrace the darkness Mm -hmm. of this time of year. So like when I make an altar, a solstice altar, I usually for the basis of my altars put down fabric Uh and we'll put down like a really deep, dark color fabric. That's like the outside Color and then have little pieces of light sort of um, oh cool hopping through it, you know, yeah, so I was imagining doing something like that with baking, like if you made like a a dessert, like a treat like a dark like a chocolate cake or something,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then had frosting that was like light, bright, like little sun explosions, little
0: sparkles, yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. I can yeah. think of some young ones who'd really like that right, I mean. <laughs> yeah like a
1: cake
0: yeah right it also reminds me of like sparklers or some kind of other light in the dark you know being outside in the dark and having some sort of light in your hand just to play with. yeah Mm
1: -hmm. and I mean kids love getting to go outside in the dark (laughs) so much (laughs) so much I mean so even just you know it's like this year it's on Sunday. So the sunset Sunday, it sets so early that it's actually really easy to go outside and do some like dark explorations, or you could even do the spiral and then take your little candles and
0: go walk outside in the dark. Yeah. We made some luminaries and did that with a bunch of kids. And that was real. They thought that was so, so special to be out there in the dark and having their little lantern that they were in control of. And it was, you know, it's kind of spookyish and exciting to be doing right. something like that. And yeah. And again, singing while we walked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. special. Mm-hmm. Those are such great reminders. Cause I think it's hard to remind ourselves to get out there in the dark when it's cold, right? We're often out in the darkness in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really is just as fun to be out in the winter too. Great reminders.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know for myself, just, it is, it's definitely harder for me to pull myself outside this time of year because it's cold, <laughs> um, especially here. Now that I'm here, I have a wood stove. So it's just so warm and cozy. But like once once you get out, especially if you're doing something special like that yeah, um, with the kids, it's going to be worth it.
0: Right. You can always add in a little hot apple cider, hot chocolate. Yeah. And for those of you who don't want sugar, what is it? It's like a reishi mushroom hot chocolate, so it's almost healthy. Uh (laughs) Just to warm your belly while you're out there.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Great. Other thoughts around this time of year that you wanted to share? See, Um,
1: I think um, one thing that's coming to mind is in the In the effort of, like, just holding what the themes are and what, um, what it can offer a family to shift activities. Mm -hmm. Um, So you know, it is still the darkest part of the year. We 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 still have. You know, there's kind of a six-week period on either side of the solstice, Mm -hmm. um, where it's like these we're in that that chunk of this the peak. peak of the darkness we're still inside of so if you are building an altar or even just to presence it in your family of like oh what are the things we can do that are really cozy since it's the coziest time of year like what if we make a special snuggle area or something on the couch and we bring all of the pillows and this is just the the special snuggle nook and what uh like what other things can we do that are um that are simple or we can do with our hands or just like keep attempting to be creative and then get everybody thinking about like oh yeah because this time of year it's good to do things that are slow and inward right mm-hmm.
0: we often keep the lights slow and use rope lights in our play you know making a fort and having a rope light around that or A string light, if you didn't have that, rope lights are just seem a little easier, safer to play with, but Uh having the darkness inside play has been fun too. And seeing what the kids will do with that. Yeah. What happens when the lights are low? What kinds of play? And I do think it dampens their energy, right? They're not as likely to go super crazy when it's a little darker inside. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great. I'm curious if you have um story ideas that's another thing we like to do is read the solstice stories or the stories from different cultures around the world that talk about where the sun has gone right all those um stories of what they thought where the sun had gone and worried about whether it would come back and how to invite it in just curious if you have thoughts on that
1: yeah there is some really beautiful ones you know one of my favorite books for The Seasons, and it also talks a lot about altar making, is um, by Starhawk, Mm. and uh, it's called Circle Round. Oh, great. Yeah, Circle Round, and then I think the subtitle is Raising Children in Goddess Traditions. And it has a lot of really interesting um, lineage stories of different Earth-based traditions and ideas for making altars and, I've been really inspired by that book and there's for each season change there's a whole set of stories in there. Um, It's interesting because some of the stories in there are more traditional stories so I've noticed that um, I will read them and then recount them uh, like maybe revise them like there's you know like there there's gender dynamics for example that are like a little problematic or there's like the a main you know the main thing is like this romance and it's i'm just like does it really have to be about romance like maybe we can take this you know so like i'm always giving myself permission to change things as i feel is in yeah. most integrity but there's some really beautiful stories in there and there is one that sounds a lot like one that you've heard where And I forget where it's from, but that the sun gets tired. Mm -hmm. Like the sun is getting tired every day and it's been working too hard. And then it has to go rest into the arms of the mother, which is like the the mother who wraps the sun in the dark place. And then what brings the sun back is all of the animals and the humans on the earth are saying their gratitudes for the sun and all the things that the sun and the light brings and that slowly builds the um, energy of the sun back and so then it starts to expand every day with
0: like full of all of that gratitude (laughs) Um, again uh, such a nice visual that's beautiful yeah the stories we read are so funny how you know the different ideas behind different animals you know Reaching out to the sun and giving their gratitude and different humans. Yeah, it's beautiful to read some of these. You're right, very traditional stories where I have also found myself like changing some of the words or just sort of paraphrasing to make it more understandable or relatable. But.
1: Right. Or if they're older, you know, you can leave it and then just have a dialogue after. <laughs> like, right. Oh, I noticed that the girl in this story like was really powerless the whole time or, you know, whatever. <laughs>
0: But, yeah. Right. But it's so, you know, great to think of um, what's helped me as a mom and as an adult is to slow down and go, oh, right. These children don't necessarily know what happened to the sun, or, you know, noticing it. But certainly their playtime gets cut short at, in the afternoons, right? right. And so it's been really great to pause and realize, oh, wait, this, this additional conversation is really helpful for them to understand what's going on and all of the things you're suggesting all these great rituals and shifts in playtime and noticing. Mm -hmm. I wish someone had done that for me. I don't think we had any of this awareness. I I didn't as a child. So it's really sweet. It is really
1: sweet. And and I think there really is a a rise of people Mm -hmm. who are wanting, you know, wanting this as adults and being like, wait, I feel like, like that's something i'm missing in my life and something i want to give my kids and just nature connection in general i think a lot of us didn't really grow up i mean we played outside you know but there there wasn't a lot of ethos around developing deep relationship with plants or animals for a lot of people growing up and um i think there's a lot of families that are like i want to do this um and then the question is just
0: how you know right Especially if you didn't person. have that. Right. If you don't have those built-in rituals for yourself, pausing and, and learning how to, I think is key.
1: Right. And yeah. one of the things I, I love so much about having worked with children and I think being a parent is included is they can inspire us to do all these really cool things. Absolutely. <laughs> because we're like, wait, I want them to experience that. So okay, I guess I better yeah.
0: learn. Learn how to do yeah. that. I joke that I've never learned so much in my life as I have since having a kid. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I never knew all these things. Yeah. It's a fabulous opportunity for adults alike. I agree. Mm-hmm. Are there any other resources that you want to share for parents where they could reach mm-hmm. out to learn some other ideas? Um, or maybe when you think of somebody can share them and we'll add those as well. Definitely the- we can add more to the links for the podcast. Okay. And, um,
1: i am stewing right now on a I'm in the process of transitioning things online, which a lot of people are yeah. um in in work and so I'm really feeling excited about doing some seasonal journeys with families online where it's like you know we start at the equinox and we have a ceremony and then there's the next one six weeks later and um, to really get to flesh out more of these ideas and and be with people and get to support them and share them and like have them make altars and take pictures and we all get to see. and So I'll be stewing on that and I mean, in in an attempt to be aligned with the seasons, I'm just letting it rest for winter. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, like, going to busily try to put it together. I'm just going to wait. So probably springtime, something will emerge, and there'll be some more structured um, offerings for that. So Great.
0: Well, I'd love to welcome you back at every season if you're open. Oh, just that would be so sweet. It getting folks in the mindset of the season that's coming and sharing what you're offering, whether that's going to be a class or workshop or ideas for parents to get parents just started to think about this. I think that would be fabulous if you're open to that.
1: Yeah, that would be great. i love it.
0: Fabulous. I'm going to open it up to questions here. If anyone who is joining us live um, has questions for Ashley on honoring the season with your family, um, we are open to you. You're welcome to unmute or you're welcome to use the chat function and I can read your question aloud. I'm going to give folks a few minutes because I've learned if I just am patient, sometimes it just takes a minute. Yeah. (laughs) No questions today. Okay, you can always I will share Ashley's information. Actually, why don't you go ahead and share your stuff um, with us now? And I'll make sure your information is also included in the podcast. Great. Yeah, my
1: Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram at the Waters Daughter. And um, my website is
0: wellspringfamilyhealing.com. Great, and I'll make sure those are are listed, like I said, and you can always follow Ashley or reach out to her on your own to ask her questions. Did you wanna mention anything about the nature school for now or just maybe Um, more in the spring? Yeah, probably, I mean, I I will mention it.
1: I have been um, running a nature school for the last couple years and um, I'm now up in the Nevada City area. And I think right now we are going to go through a transitional process where we're kind of slowing down and sheltering in. It's a a lot to manage with COVID and um, all the other things that life has presented. So this coming semester, it will likely be very small um, study groups, more like tutoring, mentoring style. Um, So yeah, if you're interested in that, you can go ahead and reach out, and I think there won't be a full public offering um, this next season.
0: Okay, great to know. We'll be watching for the Nature Schools Progress, I think it's a fabulous offering, and I know this community will love it in Nevada County, as any community would. Getting kids outside and excited about nature is such an essential piece of their development, and I'm just really happy to know that you are doing that. Um, and thank you so much for joining us today and sharing with us all your wisdom and inspiration. It's really amazing and so important. Such great reminders for adults and children alike to be more in line and pausing and paying attention to where we are in the in the seasons.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. It's been so fun to talk with you.
0: Yeah, I look forward to more. I'm, I'm very inspired. I think we should do this every quarter.
1: <laughs> Yay, let's do it. <laughs> okay.